Hello, everyone, and welcome again to ODC Ministries Podcast, Conversations with Pastor ODC. We're so happy to have you as a part of our listening audience, and we pray that you are being blessed by each episode we produce. If you have not done so, we invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to learn of upcoming episodes. Also, share this podcast with a family member, a friend, or a foe if it's blessing you. I want to continue today our conversations on faith. As we go into the next year, 2020, we want you to go into the year with optimism, believing God for the best, regardless of what you may have been through and what you had to overcome over the course of this calendar year. We believe that God has a blessing in store for you and there are great things awaiting you in the year of 2020. So let's talk about it. Today I want to talk about reassured faith. There are moments in all of our journey when we just need confirmation. We need to be reassured. Some of us have even told the Lord, Lord, if that's you, do this. Or, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, then give me a sign. We trust God, but we just need confirmation. It's like travel plans. You can get directions to a particular destination from a friend. And you know the friend knows how to get there and the directions they have given are very clear and concise. But when you get into the vehicle, instead of just trusting the directions that your friend gave you, you still take a moment, pause, and press into your GPS on your phone or in your vehicle, the destination that you're going to, because you just want to be reassured that your friend knew what they were talking about, and more importantly, that you have confidence that there's a step-by-step voice there to get you to your destination. You just want to be reassured. Or perhaps it's when you have hotel accommodations in a city. And if you have booked a hotel room, they give you a confirmation number. And before you get out of your vehicle, once you arrive at the hotel, you may just go and look up that email or that note on your phone where you have stored the confirmation number so that just in case when you get to the front desk there's any hiccups or there's any uh, problems with your reservation you can just simply say here's my confirmation number it gives you some sense of assurance reassurance that everything is going to be okay the fact of the matter is it's like that in our faith journey as well there are times when our faith needs to be reassured we need reassurance in our faith, even though we have been taught to trust God through his word and the wisdom of others, and even though we have the benefit of our past experiences where we have trusted God and God has proven himself to be trustworthy, there are still moments when we just need our faith to be reassured. The good news is God understands. He made us. He knows that we are weak. He knows that we are frail. He knows our frame and we are but dust, as the Bible says in the book of Psalms. And since God understands our weak, frail, fragile states, he does not mind providing us the reassurance we need in order to continue to trust him on our faith journey. The Bible is full of examples of where God steps in to give an individual some reassurance, some confirmation that they are headed in the right direction or that God will fulfill what he has promised. And while there are many that we can call upon, 
why not start with the father of faith? That's right, Abraham, who's held up as a model of faith, a model of trusting God, still had moments on his faith journey where he needed God to reassure him. He needed confirmation. He needed God in some way or some form to give him some assurance that everything is going to work out. And we find this in Genesis chapter 15. And I want to read it for you. And you listen along with me. Genesis chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And the Bible says, Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I have not even a son? Since you have given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendant of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Notice in this text that something has just happened in chapter 14. Abraham has just come back from a battle. He's been fighting to rescue his nephew Lot, who had been taken away in a spoil of Sodom and Gomorrah by some alliance of some kings. And so Abraham has gone and chased down these people who have taken his nephew. He beats them with 323 men. And now Abraham has returned back from this battle. And suddenly Abraham recognizes, or in his mind, I could have died. While I was fighting, and while I was going to rescue my nephew, while I was in the midst of that battle, I could have fallen on the sword. That could have been it. And if I had died in that moment, then who would have inherited this great wealth that I have accumulated. Remember God has called Abraham in chapter 12. He told Abraham that if he obeys him. He will make his name great. That he will prosper him. And he will bless those who bless him. And curse those who curse him. And through him will all families of the earth. For all nations be blessed. So Abraham has a great name. He has great wealth. But he cannot be a blessing to the families of the earth because he does not have a family of his own. He does not have a son. He does not have a descendant to leave his wealth to. And so Abraham is coming out of this battle and he has questions about, is this really going to play out the way God promised me it would? Am I really going to have a son to leave an inheritance to? Because remember, he could have just died. He's at a place in his life but he just needs reassurance. And have you ever been there before where you were trusting God and you were doing what God told you to do and you go through a trial and a tribulation where it seemed as if it could have been over, it could have all slipped through your hands, it could have all fell apart, and you still wonder, well, 
since life is so fragile and since I don't know what tomorrow holds, am I really going to be able to do what God has told me to do? Am I really going to accomplish what God has placed upon my heart? Is it even possible anymore? Because I went through so much last year that I don't know if I'm ready for what's ahead of me in the next year. You just need God to reassure your faith. So God recognized that Abraham is afraid. He's been faced with the reality of his mortality, that he could have died. So God shows up in a vision and tells Abraham, Abraham, I am your shield. I will protect you and your reward will be great. In other words, Abraham, you cannot die. You did not die because I am protecting you. And not only that, Abraham, because I'm protecting you, you will receive the great reward that I have promised you. And Abraham listens to the Lord. And now he kind of tells God, God, that sounds good. Oh, sovereign Lord. But what good is all these blessings that you've given me if I don't have a son? I mean, I have a good name. I have money. But I don't have a son. What good is all of this if I don't have someone to pass it down to? He even tells the Lord, if I had died in that battle, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant of mine, would have inherited all of my wealth because I do not have a son. And so Abraham's faith is somewhat weakened because he now is questioning, is this is really going to play out the way that I believed it would? And the Lord gives Abraham two things to reassure his faith. And I believe that you need these two things coming out of 2019 going into 2020, to reassure your faith. You need these two things to help you continue to trust God and believe God, even after you've been through so much in 2019. The first thing is, he gives him a word of confirmation. He just repeats to Abraham what he's already promised him. He says, no, Abraham, your servant will not be your heir, but you have a son of your own for an heir. That's confirmation from God. God just tells Abraham, bottom line, you don't have to worry about having a son. You're going to have a son. And you don't have to worry about Eleazar or any servant receiving what I have given to you. Your son will be born and your son will get your inheritance. Here's the beautiful thing. God just simply shows up and confirms his word. And when you are having moments of Doubt, where your faith is kind of tittering because of what you've been through, God always shows up and gives you a word of confirmation. And this is why it's so important as we get toward the end of this year that you find yourself in church on Sunday morning. Because I believe that as you worship God on Sundays or Wednesdays, whenever you find yourself in God's house, God will give you words of confirmation. God will confirm to you that he's still with you regardless of what you've gone through this year and regardless of what your circumstances may look like or the plight that you're facing may seem to be. God will give you confirmation in his word to help you continue to believe him. So God just tells Abraham, here's the confirmation. I am going to give you a son. And not only that, confirmation does not have to come in worship. Confirmation can come in your private devotional time with God. This is also why it's important that you spend time with God in your private time as we go through the end of this year going into the next year. 
Because God will not only confirm his word to you through public worship and hearing the word of God proclaimed, but God will confirm his word to you in your private meditation, in your private worship time, in your private prayers. God will confirm to you that he's with you and that he's going to fulfill everything that he's promised. And when you have doubts and you need your faith reassured, not only does God give you a word of confirmation, but then God also will give you an act of compassion. He then tells Abraham, go outside, look up into the stars, count them if you can. Of course, Abraham cannot count the stars. He says, Abraham, your descendants will be the same way. I'm going to give you so many descendants that you won't be able to count them. I'm going to give you so many descendants that just like you cannot count the number of stars in the sky, you won't be able to discount the number of descendants you had. One time he even took him out and said, your descendants will be greater than the grains of sand on the seashore. God just shows him this illustration of compassion. He does not whip him. He does not beat him down. He does not say, why don't you trust me? He does not say, why don't you just keep on believing? Why would you doubt me? No, God just says, look up at the stars. You see how many stars up there? That's how many descendants you're going to have. What a compassionate God we have. God does not whip us. God does not beat us down because of our fragile faith. He just reassures us with his compassion. He reassures us so that we can know that he will do what he says. And we can continue to walk by faith and not by sight. He reassures us that you would know that your faith is not wishful thinking or just a simple optimistic frame of mind. But your faith is in a God who cannot fail, a God who keeps his word, a God who offers us a blessed guaranteed hope, a God who will not bring us to shame, a God who will perform every promise that he's made, and a God who loves us so much that even when we get weak and our faith grows frail, he reassures us through his word and through his compassion, that everything is going to be all right. So when you have that faint moment, or maybe you're there right now, do what Abraham did. He just went to God and told God how he felt, and God gave him what he needed, which was a word of confirmation and an act of compassion so that he could know that the journey ahead is safe and that everything that God has promised he will provide. So I pray that before 2019 is over, you take your concerns to God and allow him to confirm you through his word and show you his compassionate love so that your faith can be reassured in everything that he's promised you. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this time together. We ask you, Lord, as we go into another year, many of us have gone through so many storms, so many disappointments, so many setbacks. We even sit back now and we think about what could have been, but we thank you that what could have been did not happen. It's by your grace and your mercy that we have been spared. It's by your grace and your mercy that we have not been consumed. And for that, we give you glory and we give you praise. But Father, because life is so fragile and because we've seen things go sideways in our lives so many times, our faith can grow faint and fragile. So, Lord, I pray for the person who hears this message. I pray, Lord, that they will talk to you about the fragility of their faith. And I ask you, Lord, to do for them what you did for Abraham. 
what you've done for me and what you do for all your children. Confirm your promise through your word. And in your ways of compassionate love, illustrate to them that you will do everything that you promise. So they can go into 2020 with reassured faith that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the great things that you have in store for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening, and I pray that you've been encouraged. Please follow ODC Ministries. You can find us on Facebook at ODC Ministries. You can also visit our webpage at www.pastorodc.com. And also, you can find us on YouTube at ODC-TV by simply typing in Otis Dion Culliver. Again, thank you for listening. God bless you. Until next time, bye-bye.